welcome to the pink parlay it's your host molly first off i just want to say thank you guys for supporting me thank you guys for the downloads i really appreciate that it's crazy because okay before i even publish the intro in episode one there's a friend of mine right i've known her for well over 10 years right i'm thinking you know, she would be more than happy to critique my work and see what I can do to be better. So, you know, I sent it to her, excited as fuck. You know, she wasn't doing shit. She was just drinking. You know, mind you, she is a college student and all that, but she is not in school right now. So guess what she been doing? Partying every day. Well, not really partying, but just drinking every motherfucking day. So she ain't doing shit. So I'm just like, hey, can you uh, listen to it? You know, cut the little R&B music you got going on. I'm sorry to kill the vibe, but can you just listen to a piece of it? Like, I wasn't even asking her to listen to the whole thing. She was just like, uh-uh, girl, I'm drunk and I can't do... I'm like, really? Like, you, you can listen to me talk through this phone, but you can't listen to the same motherfucking voice on a motherfucking podcast with some music and sound effects? I'm like, make it make sense, bitch. So, you know, she was like, oh, okay, I'll see it in the morning. So I was like, whatever, you know what? I, I gotta go, you know, because I was already over the conversation. I'm just like, man, that's pathetic, but whatever. Um, so the next morning came, you know, I ain't heard from her in about a week. Like the ne- the morning that came didn't pass. We've been had about several mornings now. Uh, when when can I get the word back on the show? So you know what? I almost let that get to me for one second, y'all, because you know it's crazy because so many of the people that know me or probably are close to me are praying on my downfall they're so used to me being on foolishness so you know when they see me taking something serious or whatnot i feel like i don't know maybe they low-key is just like "Mm -hmm, she gonna always be a hoe because then i had to think about this raggedy bitch and this is why we've been knowing each other for 10 years but we have not been close and tight like that for 10 years you know because this bitch has always been doing some funny hating ass shit and i remember one time a long time ago she said something to me like like basically i'm so dirty and nasty that um that I'll, uh, that I would fuck a dog or something. Like, she said some real offensive ass shit like that. And, um, basically was just saying I'm nasty and I'll never amount to shit and I'm just gonna always be a hoe and I'm gonna be this and that. So when she sees that I'm a realtor and I've been doing all this shit with my life, all these jobs I didn't have, all these careers I work, I know the bitch be like, oh my, like, this bitch, she's still a hoe, but, like, she well-rounded than the motherfucker. Yeah, that's right, bitch. And meanwhile, this bitch got three kids, three baby daddies. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, you feel me? I think you probably should have just hold, bitch. Like, that's how I feel because you didn't have uh, th- three kids, three baby daddies. And I ain't knocking nobody like that, but I'm knocking her because fuck that bitch. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for that support. But today, I think this was going to be a hard one for me. I'm not even going to lie. Like, this show is definitely getting back to the core of you. But, you know, this is also, this is my story, y'all. Like, you know, so this is sad. And, you know, I'm not really the type to really talk too much about my story. I knew one day I always would want to write it. And I'm so honored. Thank you for podcasting. Just whoever invented that, like, I'll do my research later and come up with that name and all that information. But just thank you to the inventor of this shit. Because I never realized that I could, like, literally this gives me the opportunity to write my story in segments and present this story to you in a way that could possibly help you and others as well so that that's my thing and I just hope that my story can inspire some I hope it don't make y'all cry too hard you feel me but um let's just get into it okay I'm trying to make this one short because I think when I was writing this one and yeah I was crying and all of that today's topic will be about getting back to the core of you When we were born, we were all innocent souls, but as we progressed through life, the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the betrayal, and all the other tragedies we experienced over the years makes us grow into the adults we are today. 
When life throws us curveballs over time, we build up walls around our hearts. We become so guarded that we often won't let anyone in. It's important to take a step back and look for ways of being humble with yourself and others around you. Get back to the basics. Remember that you can still be your true self even with the walls you may have built up. Do you ever find yourself reminiscing on the days when you were a carefree child with no worries or troubles, when life seemed so effortless and joy was abundant? Now let's fast forward to your current reality. How have you changed over the years and why? Life can be tough and it can be difficult to stay in touch with our inner child. That is why it is crucial to get back to your core in order to heal and find happiness. When I look back at my life, I can remember as far as being a toddler with my mother, and sadly, I can't recall a time I ever had a bonding moment with her. If anything, I always wanted to get away from her. My mother never interacted with me much. I remember doing a lot of things on my own, popping in that VHS tape of uh, Space Jam as my mother remained in her room. I remember the strange random men she brought around and how much more she cared about being a thought than being a mother. I remember her leaving me with strangers for days at a time. My trust issues developed very early in life due to my mother's reckless parenting. So when I think of the lack of trust I had today, I can remember it stemming from as far back as when I had lived with my mother. But me, the lack of trust in my mother was only the beginning of the trust barrier I have with people. The more I grew up, the more I realized I couldn't trust people. Usually trust issues are thought of as being a bad thing. And it's true that it can limit our chances for relationships and other kinds of meaningful connections. But trust issues can also protect us from harm and bad experiences. We all need to trust to some degree, but how much trust we give or withhold is based on our life experiences. If you think you have trust issues, you better think again because I'm all fucked up. Not only have the women in my life gave me reasons to not trust them, but also the men too. So how does that affect my relationships with women or my relationships with men? With women, I often find myself apprehensive when I develop a bond with a new homegirl. I'm always worried that if I get too close, they will hurt me because it's true. But it's like my brain is programmed to anticipate the worst and it has become easier for me to build walls and to invest in the friendship. And it's even worse if the other person displays any signs of being untrustworthy. Whenever I would see a group of women, I was already reading the vibes like, I knew these bitches. I already picked out who's fake out the group, a hater, the snake, that would go fuck your man behind your back and looking back at this, that was weird. I didn't even know these women and here I am passing judgment, stereotyping and already setting my guards up high. So how do you think my relationships goes with my friends? I am an amazing friend. That's There's right. no doubt about that one. However, am I a difficult friend? Hell yeah. I've dealt with so many fake ass bitches in my life that I barely even be fucking with you hoes like that. I'ma keep it 100. I admire women and our strengths, our beauty, how our bodies can bear new life. Women are truly amazing. In fact, I love women so much, I'm gay. I stand strongly by women. However, when it comes to trust, I have issues there. My trust issues with men, that's a whole nother thing. My trust issue with men is quite different. I remember my trust issues starting with men when I was eight years old, when a close member of my immediate family molested me. What's sad was I actually did have a close bond to that person and was very trusting of the person at the time. But as time went on, I was told otherwise, I knew something about the situation didn't feel right. I finally found the courage to speak up, which my grandmother was telling me about stories of famous celebrities who had been molested in their childhood, but who grew up to be successful. I remember Oprah being one of those mentions. That was the first time I heard this word, but I already had a feeling that this word implied to the current situation that was going on. So I remember asking what the word molest meant. And once my grandmother explained to me the definition, I immediately broke down into tears. And that's when I knew that I was being molested. 
Um, and I do remember the hurt and the betrayal that I had. Um, in fact, uh, for a while, I was extremely intimidated by men. As I grew up though, this fear for men started to go away. In fact, I learned how to intimidate men. I enjoy belittling men, making them feel small and beating them up. It's funny today, but the story behind it is sad. Also, once I began sex work, I felt a sort of power that was owed to me was returned. It was like, if you want it, you have to pay. So like a pervert don't even phase me no more. I just put my palms up and ask for it. I don't know what make a pervert go unperverted more quickly than once you start asking for some money. I used to drown in my pain and all the trauma I've experienced used to eat me alive. And it made it so difficult to have healthy relationships with people. After going through the journey of my mindset change, I had to figure out who made me who I am today, and it is the life I live. So what has made you who you are? Are you mean or emotional? Why is that? Do you have trust issues in people? Why is that? I feel it is best to think back and pinpoint where your triggers started in order to forgive and heal from those past experiences to try to revert to who we were, the innocent, happy child we all once were. Getting back to the core doesn't have to be only emotional. It can even be in regards to the career you're in. Are you currently employed? Do you like your career? Is this the job you wanted when you were a child when everyone would ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? If you aren't happy with your job, you have to think of why the fuck you even ended up at that lame ass job in the first place. Was it a job that was immediately hiring and you needed something ASAP? Was it the hourly pay that was enticing so that you can afford the life of adulthood? From ages 22 to 30, I've had been employed by over 30 different companies. Now my work ethic is unmatched. I am prompt, hardworking, and passionate in providing quality customer service, but this mouth... <laughs> For some reason, I've always loved working, but I do not like the voice of authority at all. When I feel disrespected or cross, I'm setting shit off, knowing my ass is going to get fired. And why? Because no job was ever paying me enough to make me shut up in my eyes. And I thought as an American citizen, I had my own freedom of speech. But I guess the way I articulate my words to people be making them mad. Crazy thing is, I be hitting them with the truth. I'm smart, woke, and probably knew more about the boss's job than they did. Only difference between me and them was I wasn't kissing nobody ass. They had me fucked up. I was defiant, a smart ass, and had a fuck this job mentality at every job I been to. I just hated the feeling of being enslaved for these pennies. I will say, although I have been fired from over 30 jobs, I've always kept me a sturdy hustle with sex work always being in my back pocket. So if I could have just done sex work, why the fuck was I still getting these jobs? <laughs> I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. Just stupid, huh? Stupid. Nah, but I think really why I was getting these jobs is because um, I'm sure I felt I had to prove something to this world that I'm a well-rounded individual that can be more than just a hoe. And I do think every career I took because each job was a learning experience. And I feel that that's why I'm so diverse and can relate to so many people today. But after going back to the core of me and how I've been since a child, I realized something. I was born a boss. Huh. See, I remember as far back as the third grade. I was in elementary school and I saw how the snack stand was booming. At the school, I mean, the line would be backed up because everybody wanted their hot Cheetos, cheeses, corn nuts, and candy. Those were the top sellers, by the way, and they were all a dollar a piece. The good old days, huh? I came up with my first business idea, my own snack business. With my business, you can get the same snacks, two for a dollar, and avoid the long line so that you can have more playtime at recess. When I tell you I was killing them in no time and I had it sewed up to where the school snack line was sparse, and that's when the hanging began. 
as I'm slanging snacks out my backpack like it's dope, I get busted by my teacher, and just like that, my snack business was shut down. But you think this stopped me? No. But the same third grader me in the same class decided maybe I need a business that's more low key. At the time, I was really into lanyards. I had every role and all the popping colors. But once I realized everyone in my class was asking how do I start a lanyard, my next business plan came into play. I wasn't playing, I was gonna get my money. So I realized why not start a lanyard business and I'll sell them at two price points, 50 cents to have any two colors of your choice unstarted and $1 for me starting the lanyards for you. And since most of the kids in my class didn't know how to start lanyards anyways, I was stacking up dollar bills faster than a strip. On a piece of paper, I would discreetly pass the order sheet around the class collecting everyone's order. Then when I got home, I processed all the orders and had everyone's lanyards ready the next morning to class. Although that business got shut down too, I always was driven to be an entrepreneur. Lastly, by the time I was 12, I was the cook of the house and I would prepare creative, delicious meals inspired from Food Network. My grandmother was a nurse and had this patient in a convalescent living home named Mother Linton. Mother Linton was an obese, fully bedridden, and incontinent woman. I remember the stuffed, cramped, pissy-smelling, convalescent sweet she had. Nothing to make you have an appetite, but one thing about Mother Linton, she was gonna eat, and she loved her desserts. One day, I made this rum-based cake that she loved. That's when I discovered Mother Linton was an amazing cook. When she was able to walk, she made some of the best sweet potato pie, and it was her secret recipe, and she was giving it to me. So I had wrote the recipe down and got straight to work. The pies came out fire, like blessing, right? And I knew I had a hit. I brought these pies back to Mother Linton and the word spread quickly amongst the assistant living home and the sweet potato pie orders was going up. I immediately printed my own self-made business cards on Microsoft Word and came out with my own company selling pies. This time, it wasn't no hating ass teacher shutting down my business. Instead, it was my own grandma. My grandmother has been one of the biggest haters in my life. As soon as I would get passionate about something and start racking up the dollars, she would make me quit. But my grandmother is for a whole different show, cause child. I remember how devastated I would be with every job I lost. It got to a point when I knew I was fired as soon as it was time for me to come to the office. I already knew what time it was. And I would go home and cry my eyes out, feeling like I'd never amount to anything if I can't keep a job. I thought everyone was right that's ever told me I'll never amount to anything or once a hoe, always a hoe, and that I was too nasty to ever amount to anything else. Yes, y'all, these hurtful ass words have came from friends or people I truly trusted and loved. But now that I realize through my process of change and I'm rooted to my core, I know now the reason why that I like sex work so much was mainly because I was my own boss. I am hardworking, but I don't like to be told what to do, which is why I was so miserable working these jobs, and also why I never paid a pimp. <laughs> but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. Cause child. Now that I am 30, I am embracing the entrepreneur I've always wanted to be and running my own business. Mind you, I just started this whole mindset journey two months ago. And within that time, I have created two businesses, my own real estate brand, which is Lucrative Listings, and the Pink Parlay. I can only imagine what one year of change would bring me and my palms are up and my arms are wide and I'm here to receive it all because damn it, I deserve it. And yes, I'm here on this microphone and I mind you guys, I am still through the process of change. You feel me? Like I have a long ways to go. I have a journey to get to. I have goals to reach. I have things to cross out on my bucket list, you know, so I definitely am still in the process, 
my life isn't perfect yet, you know, but I'm hoping that one day, and y- y'all with me on this ride and this journey, right? I'm hoping one day real soon I can come with y'all with some great-ass news and finally tell y'all the happy shit that's going on in my life. You feel me? Because I feel like telling y'all the past and everything I went through, you just gonna, y'all gonna, as y'all get to know me a little bit more and hear more of these episodes, you're gonna be like, damn, like, this bitch has lived a tough one. Like, a tough one. But, like, you know, it's like, you know, but look at me. Like, do you know people that's lived the life that I live? Statistically, most of them people are probably out here fucked up on skid row or homeless with no shoes on, drugged out, just out there in minds. You feel me? Pushing a basket. And, you know, it's funny because back to the hating ass grandma was just talking about, it's crazy because, like, I feel like that's where she would want me to be. Like, if I was pushing a basket, homeless, just you know, being just like that, she would be happy, but because she always sees me doing my shit, and always leveling up, and bossing up in some sort of way, she really just don't like that shit, and then it's funny, y'all, so, you know, I'm just so happy and appreciative, again, I have to thank y'all for just riding with me so early in this journey, you know, this is only episode two, my bad, y'all, it is episode three, like a motherfucker, my bad, and you know, I've gotten a nice little amount of downloads already, you know, everyone who basically has heard it is fucking with it and if you fucking with it now you really gonna be fucking with it in the future because I have so much more to come I'm just trying to get better and it's funny because I was listening to my last audio right I'm an overthinker I need to stop doing that shit because I be making myself sound dumb as fuck on this mic and I really don't have to but you know I talk really really fast right and uh, like a lot of times in my life just people would tell me slow down slow down like you're talking too fast or they act like they couldn't understand me so then when I hear my shit through the mic now and I'm playing this shit back and I'm saying these fast ass words it be sounding so mumbled right and I'm like damn it like you don't even know what the fuck I said I don't even know what the fuck I said so the last show I'm over here talking like like just really talking like this and I, I sounded dumb, y'all, so I'm sorry. And, like, honestly, when I heard it back and I was, like, editing it and stuff, I was, like, I really sound like a fucking dumbass. And I really wanted to just record the whole shit. But, honestly, I was in too deep. And I said, you know what, fuck it. It is what it is. I'd rather keep it authentic like that anyway. So y'all could just know the real. Like, shit, I ain't no perfect human being. I, I'm normal as hell. This is my first time ever talking on no mic. You know, I'm not no, you know, I ain't no Obama or nothing Come like on, that man. that's just that articulated. I, I've never been the type to stand up on stage and talk like that. You know, I'm really shy. You know, I get nervous and stuff. So, you know, this is, this is new to me as far as, like, talking in this way. So just bear me, y'all. Hopefully today I did better because I'm just like, fuck it. If I talk fast, I talk fast and it is what it is. Fuck it. <laughs> so yes y'all on this episode we took a look at rooting back to our core and remembering what has always been our driving passion and the obstacles that's occurred through life that has detoured us from our passions in the first place was there a certain moment or event that shifted your focus away from what you wanted to do once you figure out that underlying reason it will be much easier to move forward and make progress Second, take a look at how you can reconnect with the activities and hobbies that made you happy in the past. Don't be afraid to explore those passions you have, whether it's drawing, being an entrepreneur, or writing your own show and being a podcaster. Take a small steps towards pursuing the things that make you happy will bring you closer to your goal. Finally, remember to forgive your past and embrace who it has made you today. No one's journey is perfect, and there are bound to be bumps along the way, but don't let that discourage you. Use those obstacles as motivation to keep going and remind yourself why it's important to keep fighting for what matters most to you. So overall, don't let your past hold up walls from good people. 
Forgive yourself for any mistakes you made and choose to move forward instead of dwelling in the past. Remember, it's never too late to start pursuing your passions again. Thank you for supporting the Pink Parlay. I hope this show wasn't too emotional for y'all because writing this one, like I said, brought me tears, y'all. I hope I was able to provide some motivation for those that feel like giving up. Always remember, your journey is never over as long as you keep getting up and fighting and never quit. Bye, guys, and I'll catch y'all on the next episode.